Welcome to the Moving Up Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Wilson, CEO of the Wilson Group Real Estate Services, and my passion is creating success in people by sharing my experiences in real estate, entrepreneurship, and community involvement. My partner, Heather Wimbrod, and I will be hearing from expert leaders in these spaces and giving you practical advice to help you accelerate your business. So pull up a seat because we are about to have a lot of fun. It's time for you to move up. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in today. We have a very special member of the U.S. Armed Forces who served in the Marine Corps with us today, and his story is so much bigger than that. Yes. It is Heather's and mine's pleasure to introduce to you today Aaron Dorn, founder and CEO of Studio Bank, one of our spo- our main sponsor. Thank you so much, Aaron, for joining us today. Yes. Thank you for the privilege to be here. You're one of my favorite people in Nashville, and so it, uh, you didn't have you, to man. twist my arm too much to get me <laughs> here to talk to you. <laughs> well, we are delighted. Um, Aaron and I were talking earlier on the show, so we've had Harry Allen, April Britt, and Jeff Devereaux with Studio On, and we get great ratings when we have our studio friends on the well, show. Well, they're magnificent people, so it doesn't, it doesn't take much from them, I'm sure, to get great ratings. They're, I get the privilege of working with them every day every week, every month, and having started a company with them. So I, I, I totally understand how great it is to chat with those people. That's right. Well, speaking of great company, great bank, why don't we start off with just telling a little bit about who you are and how Studio Bank came to be. And then we've got some more specific questions of what's happening today economically in banking, how that affects us as realtors, how interest rates are affecting banking. There's yeah, all yeah. kinds of things we can touch on today. I got into banking by accident out of college and uh, worked in banking for a few years. Was fortunate enough to be able to be a part of a startup bank back in 2006, which I think you've referenced in the past Mm -hmm. in, in some of your episodes, Avenue Bank. Yeah. I stepped away. You mentioned the Marine Corps. I stepped away for a few years. Uh, This was during the troop surge that President Bush orchestrated in Iraq and Afghanistan. And I I joined the Marine Corps at that time and did a four-year tour in the Marines. Uh, Spent some time in Afghanistan. At the end of that four-year tour, I came back to Avenue as an executive at the bank. Fast forward three or four years later, I wanted to start my own company. Vanderbilt University offered me a scholarship to go to grad school and figure out what kind of company I might want to start while I'm there. And sure enough, uh, it was during graduate school when Avenue sold. And it got my wheels turning about the need for a new bank in Nashville. And so I did about 12 months of due diligence, reached out to a lot of former co-workers that I knew and trusted and wanted to, frankly, spend my life with. I mean, that's what you're doing when you're starting yeah. a company. You are spending your life with people. I reached out to them, wanted to see what they were thinking. Harry Allen, who was on the show, was one of the very first people to say, yes, I'm in. And for about nine months, he and I were silently in the background doing a lot of research, meeting with business leaders and trying to determine whether it was feasible to do this. You know, it started, uh, we were, I would say, curious And that curiosity received so much positive feedback that it turned into momentum and momentum turned into raising capital and people committing and the snowball effect took shape. And the next thing you know, we had about 4 million in seed capital raised and we were off into the races starting a bank. Just the feedback that we got from the local market about the need for a new bank was just incredible. By that point, it had been about 10 years since the last new bank was started. 
in Nashville had just grown so much and so many of the local banks that were started previously had sold uh, to large national or, or, or regional banks. And it, it was just a, such a wonderful opportunity to serve Nashville. Right. Well, I remember when you guys were going around doing your capital raise and the feeling in the room was always everyone was super hungry for something new and mm-hmm. small and local. And especially as you, I'm sure this is intentional. It's a bank for creatives and, yeah. and how you can do, talk a little bit about that. How, what creative means to you guys? Yeah. I, I distinctly remember one of the very important people on our founding team who is now an executive at the bank. I was chatting with her, uh, recruiting her, frankly, to do this. And she asked me, why do you want to do this? I thought you were leaving banking when I left Avenue. For the first time I put it into words, it was really about empowering people who are creating things. I think part of the image of God in us is this desire to create something that doesn't exist. Every human being has it, whether that's buying a house and creating a new life for your family in some new neighborhood or new school system, whatever the case may be, or downsizing. Maybe you're in that chapter of your life. Human beings are always creating things and this desire to do that. Unfortunately, we don't have unlimited capital. Mm -hmm. We don't have unlimited resources to be able to do that. And for 99% of the country, that's not venture capital or it's not, you know, a rich uncle or something like that. It's a bank. And banks play this critical, sacred role in helping people fulfill this creativity that is innate to them. And among all creatures in the known universe, where there's nothing quite like that human desire to create. Whether that's buying a house, starting a company, writing a song, building a new building, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. it's that human need to create and to build a future that doesn't yet exist. And we get to play a part in empowering that. And so that, that's where you get our purpose as a company is empowering creators. It's not just creatives. It's interesting, so many... For example, real estate builders might say, I'm not creative. I, I just build houses. Mm-hmm. That is an inherently a creative <laughs> yes. process. Right. It Absolutely. is messy. It is structured. It is all of those things, but it is inherently the creation of something. Mm-hmm. We get to be able to, to make that happen for people. That's really the spark that drove things for Studio Bank. Well, agree. Yeah. Just the presentation, your offices, your people who work for you or work together with you are amazing. And speaking of builders and and them creating, you guys have an amazing construction loan and real estate loan department. So we always enjoy working Mm -hmm. with your guys, whether it's Jeff Devereaux, who we spoke of. Dan Newman. Dan does great in the construction side. Who else is on the construction side? So there's Dan Newman, there's Frankie Clark is a member of that team. She's the day-to-day with our our builders. But there's so many members of our mortgage team who are able to help as yeah. well. So Brandon Keene, I think of. I Jeff list, Tucker, who yeah, we use Jeff a lot. Jeff Tucker, of course. Yeah. yeah. Todd um, Wiggins, one of our all-time favorites, when he announced that he was going to the studio, he called me and said, guess what? I'm like, yay! Yep. David Perkins, he's got a lot David, of experience yeah, yeah. With, uh, with construction as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's, a, it's a big part of what we do. It's not the only thing we do. We bank a lot of folks in the music industry, a lot of nonprofits, manufacturing. I could go on and on. We're a very diverse bank in, in who we serve, but we have a lot of depth of expertise in each of those lanes in which we serve. So, right, right. Yeah. 
Does it freak you out that Harry may be the next mayor of Nashville after <laughs> Freddie's done? And he <laughs> that, that's always something that we tease him with. Right, if you ever want to get too. a rise out of Harry <laughs> Allen, you just mentioned something like that. What that comes down to is his desire to serve the community. For sure. And I think, you know, his title is so appropriate, chief relationship officer in that respect. He's also emblematic of what many of the rest of us at Studio Bank feel about serving in our community. I mean, I know you've had April Britt on here before in the Women's Collective. She is instrumental in her own way. I serve on several nonprofit boards. And it's part of the ethos of our bank is, mm-hmm. to, is to truly be community servants. In fact, it's, it's in our, I mentioned our purpose, empowering creators. Ultimately, that has to turn into a mission. And our mission is providing financial resources, serving people with our very best, achieving things on their behalf. But there's one part of our mission statement a lot of people miss, which is human connections. We're here to provide financial resources, but also human connections. A lot of people miss that, but that is one of the best ways I think we as a local bank in particular can serve people is by helping make connections to other people that are going to lead to prosperity for those folks. And so that's another important thing that I think, like I said, Harry epitomizes, but it's part of the whole ethos of our company. Right. And I would say you all epitomize that. There's Harry, April's the same way. Your entire mortgage division is that Mm way. I mean, just everyone's so kind and giving. And you see so many studio employees out in the community. The way that I think of it is the degree to which we're out there serving in the community is way beyond the size of our bank, actually. Right. And I think that comes back to that purpose that we have. It's not just a corporate tagline. It's truly something that emanates from our souls. Right. We know why we exist. Right. Having that purpose, I think, is crucial, especially during times like this, when it's a tough business to be in, whether that's real estate or mortgage or banking in general with what interest rates have done, especially during tough times like this, that's when you really have to dig deep and ask yourself, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. And and I I bet every single one of your listeners probably at some point in the last 12 months has asked asked themselves that question. Why the heck am I doing this? (laughs) Because when times get tough, when they get lean, that's when the the real work begins. And, and the uh, cream always rises to the top. Yeah. And, and you get to decide at this point, what are you going to do with your time? You know, when, when things are like they were in 2020 and, you know, it's gangbusters and everyone's, you know, buying houses, building houses, doing mortgages. When things are like that, you're sort of, there's a lot of taking orders. There's a lot of just trying to figure out how to get things done. Now it's trying to figure out how to source things you kind of reevaluate the degree of effort that it takes to be successful. And you, it also challenges your thinking. Are you thinking short-term or long-term? Because also times like this where there's less activity, say, it's more time to invest in yourself, your education, your network. You know, How are you using this time to plant the seeds for success in the future? We all have to face those questions in times like this right now. And I believe that those who are really committed for the long term, those who know their purpose in the industry that they're in, will find a way to succeed in this time, even if it's not as financially successful as maybe it was 18 months ago. That's right. It can be just as successful 
in qualitative terms and and for the long term investments of your time in the fu- in your future success when things do eventually cycle around like they always do so well and it goes back for those who are listening who have that long term memory and we're doing the business in 08 09 and 10 I mean, that seemed like a long period of time, but now when you look back, you're going, we breezed through that. Didn't breeze through it, but you know, it, it went by faster than you thought it did mm-hmm. as you were going through it. And that's really the same amount of time as 20, 21, 22. What, you know, those, that's yeah. basically the same amount of time of super, super good. And now it's just, it, it's different right now, but it's also not horrible. No. It just it just almost feels like it's normal real estate on the real estate end mm-hmm. of it yeah. where you're we're just digging deep, we're working hard, we're investing in ourselves, investing in our clients, and all if, all of the good stuff. If that, you look at the the transaction volumes, they're down maybe 30%, 30% from right. where they were and I believe even in 2019, if you look back to 2019, we're maybe 30% lower. The the inventory is also lower. Yeah. And so it's just a tighter it's yeah. a tighter market. We are fortunate to be in Nashville or yeah. Middle Tennessee. Not every part of the country can can boast of the same kind of resiliency that, that we're still seeing here in our market. So counter blessings, figure out how you're going to be successful yeah. in the future. Every day, every Plant day. Plant the seeds right now. Just keep plowing is, is kind of the, that's the message that I have for our bankers. Our cultures really align. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everything you're saying completely aligns with the Wilson yeah. Group as well. Hi, I'm Harry Allen, co-founder and chief relationship officer of Studio Bank. Studio Bank is passionate about what our members create, and we're here to support you through the process. We provide capital and services to build businesses. We offer mortgage and home loan options, whether you're a first-time home buyer or purchasing your fifth home. We work with artists to reach their audiences. We help nonprofits transform our community. And often, the most important work we do is simply empowering individuals to pursue their dreams. We're here because what you create matters. Let's create something together. Visit studiobank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, NMLS number 1761767. So what's happening in the banking world right now? I mean, I know we can speak to real estate at that 8% interest rate. I mean, clearly Mm -hmm. it has affected borrowing capabilities for our buyers. Absolutely. You know, we had the great financial crisis that you just alluded to. I think we're going to look back and call this, you know, like the great inflation or something mm-hmm. because just seismic shifts happening in the financial world in such a different way. Back in 08, 09, it was about credit. It was about loans going bad and the ripple effect of that through the financial system. Now it's about inflation and interest rates and liquidity and things like that. You know, on the heels of all the the rate increases last year that were unexpected by the entire industry, including the Fed, on the heels of that, we have the Silicon Valley Bank signature bank failures in March. That's funny. I already forgot about all about that. (laughs) That was in March. That was just what seven months ago. Yeah, right. It's been wild in our industry. And so the effect of that is in banking, normally rates going up is a good thing. It means banks make more money, things like that. Well, that's not necessarily the case when, when rates rise rapidly, very rapidly. And so what that leads us is to is a lot of deposits repricing while loans that are fixed rate on your books, for example, mortgages mm-hmm. that, that may be on a bank's books, quickly can get priced to where they're not profitable 
anymore. And so a lot of banks have been going through that where their deposit pricing has moved so rapidly on them that it's a little harder to make money. Now, when that happens, banks have less appetite to go out and buy bonds, investments. A lot of banks buy investments and a a very common type of investment for banks to buy are mortgage-backed securities. Mm -hmm. Well, mortgage-backed securities are ultimately created by mortgages that are getting originated. Mortgages getting originated is happening from real estate transactions happening. So when all these things slow down, that creates a ripple effect through the industry. And so essentially part of the reason why rates are at 8% right now instead of say 7% is that the premium that's placed on a mortgage-backed security right now is almost double what it was pre-pandemic and during most of the of the 2000s. Mm-hmm. A lot of that has to do with banks and the Federal Reserve just not buying mortgage-backed securities like they used to. And so a combination of the 10-year treasury going up, the premium for mortgages going up has really just caused a, um, I would, I would say a sticker shock. Yeah. I think we saw that at the beginning of this year was sticker shock on mortgage rates. Now we're starting to see things level out, normalize a little bit more now that folks have gotten over the, the 7% interest rate uh, that suddenly appeared. And now 8% doesn't feel quite so dramatically shocking as going from 3% to 7. Well, what's going to be funny when they do come back to 7, it's going to be chaos. I think because <laughs> you know, it's all perspective, right? Yep. Now mm-hmm. 7 feels so comfortable yep. relative to yep. where 8 feels for a lot of buyers and investors. And investor purchasing unless your cash really is dried up for us. There's not many investors wanting to take out mortgages right, right. now. Right. Right. And there are options uh, around interest rates. Mm-hmm. You know, you can some folks can can buy down the rate if they want it sure. to be a little bit lower. I've I've heard of seller concessions, essentially buying down rates, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So there are solutions to that, but it's certainly not quite as easy as three percent or less mortgage rates, which were just what eighteen twenty four months ago. Yeah, yeah. So do you have a crystal ball? Heather and I always have a crystal ball <laughs> ready. You know, sometimes it's a little foggy. Yeah. <laughs> but where you see what you think twenty twenty four will look like. I could share my crystal ball with you, but what I have to say is everyone who's offered a crystal ball over the last three years has gotten it wrong. Right. (laughs) Sure. So why is this time different becomes the question. In my mind and, and the way that we're preparing our company is instead of looking for a crystal ball, it's scenario planning. What if this happens? What if that happens? You take your most likely potentials and you plan around those. Instead of, I would say, getting our hopes up or getting our eggs in one basket, so to speak, or our budget in one scenario, what we're going to do this year is we're going to take a baseline scenario and plan for that. And then we're going to shock it. We're going to say, what if rates are up unexpectedly a bit more? Then what do we do? What if rates are down? Then what do we do? When there's so many seismic shifts, like I said, happening financially, it's hard to really just plan once. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to plan for three or more scenarios. And that's just part of the work that you have to do during times of uncertainty. You factor into all of that the external factors that can play into things like this, the Middle East, the situation there, and what that could mean for oil prices potentially if that escalates. There's so many different tectonic plates that are shifting that it's very difficult to put your eggs in one basket. I think we're at an inflection point in the economy. I think we start to experience that inflection point in about three or four months, and that could lead either way. 
Right. It could lead to rates being up a little bit more. It could lead to a quick downshift in rates because we're at that inflection point. And it just takes one major event to really cause that inflection to head in one direction or the opposite. So uh, my advice to everyone in business is forget the crystal ball for 2024. Come up with different scenarios. This is, uh, if there's ever a year to do it, this is the, the year to, to have different scenarios and be prepared for them. That is outstanding advice. Yes. And great experiential advice. Just like in OA, you know, there's, okay, if this, then what? If this, then what? And to your point, it's really hunkering down on the basic skill sets you have in your industry. How are you excelling with that? Heather and I did an episode, consistency is key. How consistent are you yeah. in mm-hmm. what you do every day to ensure whichever direction it goes, you're prepared? I love that. Planting the seeds and how are you using your time? And I'll just say that's true of any person or company in an industry that wants to outperform. You've got to do the work that no one else is prepared to do. Scenario planning is twice, three times the work. Mm -hmm. But you have to do the work if you want to excel and and be the cream of the crop for the long term. And just to reemphasize the crystal ball comment, I, I want you to think back to the Federal Reserve. I believe it was the beginning of 2022. And we had the chair of the Federal Reserve literally, and I quote, saying that we're not even thinking about, thinking about raising interest rates. Really? That's a direct quote from Jerome Powell. We're not thinking about, thinking about raising interest rates. And then the next thing you know, rates are up 5%. So that's that's why I say... Mm-hmm. Even those who have the most information in the world at their disposal got it wrong. Yep. Mm -hmm. They weren't thinking about thinking about raising rates. And here we are 18 months later or more, and uh, we're up 5%. So scenario planning is incredibly important during inflection points economically, like now, like, like it is right now. Right. I will lighten that just a minute. Did you guys watch Ted Lasso? Yes. Okay. So I'm watching it. For the second time. And it's even better the second time. I just love Ted Lasso. Are you a soccer fan? No. Or just a Ted, I have Ted not Lasso even fan? been to a Nashville SC game. No? I okay. mean. Well, so we, we, uh, you're coming with us. Okay, great. Uh, next season, you're coming with us. Yay, thank you. Um, I want to. I, I'm a just, huge soccer fan. Nice. And so you're speaking my language when you start talking about Ted Lasso. Okay. <laughs> well, I have not seen episode, I mean, season three yet, but I'm rewatching season one and two. And I'm on, I don't know, maybe episode two or three of season two. And so Jamie Tart, who's the real jerk oh, on yeah. the team, you know, Ted Lasso just told Sam, don't worry, Jamie's not coming back. We're having a conversation. I say he's not coming back. So it makes everyone happy. Jamie's not coming back. And last night's episode ended with Jamie Tart running out onto the field for practice and the whole team's like, what so just talking happened? about what the Fed said, you know, yes. we're not even yes. thinking about raising it. When Ted told Sam, we're not even, no, he's not coming back. You don't. I mean, things just change on a dime Mm -hmm. and no one consults anybody if they have to make a quick decision. Yeah. That's why those who do the work, who are the most prepared, who commit themselves fully to excellence in their field, those are the ones who are going to prosper during times like that. They may not prosper relative to the good times, so to speak, Mm -hmm. but relative to their peers, they will prosper because they've done the work. And this is the biggest thing about entrepreneurship, I get 
asked to speak about entrepreneurship mm-hmm. quite, a, quite a bit because of studio. And everyone that hears about entrepreneurship thinks about you know, the idea, the great idea that someone has. Mm-hmm. And I, I was mentored by Michael Bircham. I don't mm-hmm. know if, sure. if your listeners may know him, but he's a phenomenal entrepreneur. He said, your idea is worth maybe a nickel, at best, maybe a dime. The rest of the dollar that it's worth, the, the rest of the 90, 95% of it is the work. Mm-hmm. I love it. Are you willing to do what others are not willing to do? And that's one of the greatest lessons in life, whether it's starting a company or building your family in a great family culture, whatever the case may be, is are you willing to do the work? There's no shortcuts to that. And that's what inspires me, honestly, to help people the way that we do is we are we are banking clients who just never cease to amaze me and the wonderful things that they're accomplishing. Yeah. And to get to be a part of that is, again, it's back to our purpose. It's just such a fulfilling thing to empower people who are creating things. Well, as an investor in Studio Bank, I have loved watching your growth. I've loved watching the people you onboard onto your company. I love watching my very first teller now, you know, way up running the marketing. Promoted a few times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the way you invest in your people is so inspiring. And I think the takeaway from this show is, are you willing to do the work at this time, at this juncture to make sure that you're successful moving forward? So Aaron Dorn, we are grateful that you came on our show today. This Uh, was so awesome. A great Great, pleasure for me as well. Great. I I mean, I've been making notes as I typically do, but some wonderful takeaways for me personally. So excellent. Thank you. Thank you. And Again, thank you all for your sponsorship of our podcast. Yes. It's a privilege, and I just want to offer my best to all of your listeners. And the field that you're in right now is a bit unique, but I just want to encourage everyone to hang in there. Yep. Hang in there, do the work, know your purpose, and let that fuel you. And and you'll get through this season to the next season, which will be even more prosperous. Right on. All right. Everybody, thank you for tuning in today. What a great show. If Mm -hmm. you have any topics you'd like Heather and I to cover, feel free to email us podcast at wilsongrouprealestate.com. Thanks so much and have a great day. Call ATA, CPA, and advisors to help you with all of your accounting needs. ATA can help you amplify your business with tax planning, client accounting services, advisory, and assurance services. Contact partner David Hart and the ATA team today at 615-662-2727 or visit atacpa.net to get started. Hey, if you're loving the show, we would be delighted to hear from you. Be sure to go over to your podcast app, scroll down to where it says ratings and reviews and tell us your thoughts. Your words might just be what the next person needs to tune in and move up in their life. This show is edited by Elizabeth Evans Media. Nashville is one of the nation's top three relocation markets. So whether you're moving yourself, your family, or relocating an entire company, Our relocation coordinators are here to guide you through the step-by-step process of relocation. We understand there's much more to a move than changing your address and packing. At the Wilson Group Real Estate Services, our relocation coordinators provide a high level of expertise and experience in making sure your move is seamless. So check out our website today at wilsongrouprealestate.com or give us a call.